0: Yo! What is going on, everybody? This is your boy Big C, aka Nostra Big Seamus, coming right at you with an amazing episode of Cigars, Pipes, and Conspiracies. Today, we're going to be going into the fall of Dr. Fauci, which is fantastic. So happy about that. So, so happy. I'll go into that a little bit later. Um, I'm also talking about the many backstabbings of Mike Pence. Um but before I go into either one of those two things, I want to just do a real quick thing which I don't normally do on the show. I'm not a big fan of editing. I'm really very lazy, so I don't go back and edit anything. So I need to make corrections. I was wrong about two things. It does happen from time to time. <laughs> and I just want to uh clarify those things because if you know, if I go around telling you things that are not true. Um, you're going to uh, you know, turn off the show and say, hey, this dude's a liar. So I need to go back and correct two things. Uh, one is I was wrong about the judge, um, Judge Reiner in Florida. I said that the timeline was that he recused himself, and then the next day – Issued that warrant for the search of Bar uh, Lago, I was wrong about that. The timeline was a different. He was actually the third judge to recused himself, and that was back a little while in May. but it still remains that he recused himself then, but didn't recuse himself on the warrant, which is amazing, considering he saw and heard a lot of the evidence in the that case and had to had to recuse himself so that still stands that's still important, but from a timeline perspective, there was a space in there. But time is very important because, I didn't know this at the time, but I know it now, The <laughs> there is a 90-day window that the FBI operates under. It's not like a written rule, but it's like a on-running rule that they don't get involved with cases that could involve elections within 90 days of the election. And so Guess guess what the rate of mar lago was? The 90th day. Exactly 90 days out before the election. So time did play a factor and was of essence, but it didn't relate to the judge specifically. So I wanted to clarify that. Just wanted to get that out there. The second thing is I was wrong about Mike Pence. So in an earlier episode a while back, I had thought that maybe Mike Pence was working with the White Hats, when he just didn't do anything to stop the election steal. I thought, you know, Trump had said sometimes it takes, uh, it's harder to do nothing than to do something. And I thought he was talking about Mike Pence, you know, that it was harder harder for him to do nothing knowing that there was stealing going on and that, you know, that he was letting... Biden into office type of thing at the time, but looking back on it now and knowing what I know now, that's not the case. Mike Pence is a straight up Judas, <laughs> 30 pence as they're calling him, but um, yeah, I'm going to go into that today to really kind of delve into exactly the the inner awfulness of Mike Pence and just how much he really did backstab uh, Donald Trump from a, an amazing Interview that I heard from a uh, guy named Ivan Ranklin, and he really kind of broke it down. You know, and I really want to give a shout out to him because, um, you know, there's a lot of hardworking dudes that are getting to the bottom of stuff and they're getting that information out. And so I want to get it out to you um, because when we force multiply and you get information out to people, they can censor like one or two person or take down one or two people, like they're going after Project Veritas right now. Um, which is amazing. <laughs> They're ignoring the contents of what was in Ashley Biden's diary, and going after the people that sold the diary, which is also amazing. But yeah, uh, just to completely ignore the you know all the awfulness that's in that diary. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Like they they can take down one pe- one person, but if everybody gets information out to everybody else, like. There's nothing they can do about it, you know. It's already out, and that's the most important thing. So that's what I'm going in today with the the traitorousness of Mike Pence. All right, one second. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. I was eating a, a smoke snack, beef <laughs> jerky. Highly unprofessional. I know, you know, to eat a piece of meat during the middle of the podcast, but <laughs> back to the uh, we never said we were professional on this show at all. At all, not even a little bit. So. Uh Going into the uh the duplicity of Mike Pence, so basically this this happened, and I I wasn't I kind of threw it out of my mind. I just wasn't really uh, focused on the January sixth hearings. Like you know, I knew they were shams, so I didn't even bother to watch it. But sometimes you miss things when you don't you know survey everything. So one of the things that what's oh, up? No, I'm sorry, one second. I'm, I got to burp. I don't, don't want to burp on the phone. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, General Milley, when he was in front of the uh, James or Panel, had said something, and it was kind of a throwaway thing where, I, you know, I, I didn't give him much mind. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of Milley, so I kind of, you know, was like, eh, it's no big deal, or nothing to it, but basically he said that Mike Pence ordered him to send in the National Guard during January 6th. And so I was like, uh, oh, you know, he's probably just trying to cool things off and get people over there to help out. You know, at the time I didn't really think anything of it. Um, but then I looked at an article about it and the article said, asked, he asked Mike Milley. But then when you read the actual article, not that just the headline, it says ordered, ordered Mike Milley. And so this guy, Ivan Rankin, breaks it down. What Under what conditions would Mike Pence ever believe that he could order the Pentagon to do anything? And so, he, you know, Mike Pence knows the chain of command. He knows how things work. The president of the United States is the one that says that they can... <laughs> that they could order, you know get to tell uh, them what to do vice president doesn't have that authority and he knows that so under what conditions would mike pence ever think that he could order them to do that and apparently not a, it wasn't just the pentagon and mike milley it was the uh he ordered the doj to do something too and uh one other um oh the dni the director of national intelligence uh I think it was. So, <clears throat> the only condition, and, then, and this is where the guy breaks it down, he said the, the only condition where that could have happened is if Mike Pence thought he was in control, as in the president. So, so what would have had to have happened in order for Mike Pence to think that he had the presidential power to order the Pentagon to send in troops? <laughs> a coup another coup had to have taken place on January 6th so he basically breaks down that he believes that there was a stealth 25th amendment usurpation of Donald Trump on January 6th that they that they and the cabinet him uh, Mike Pence in the cabinet installed Mike Pence as the president through the 25th Amendment stuffy without anybody knowing it, and then Mike Pence taking control and trying to stop or trying to take over the military. And a lot of that is because they they thought that, the, that Trump was going to use the military against them and against uh, the coup attempt, you know, or installing Biden in the presidential office. So they always thought that, you know, uh, he was going to do something because... You know, they in their mind they knew that Trump wouldn't let them take back a hold of the government. You know, and 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 give control again. Little did they know that that's a fake Joe Biden, <laughs> which uh, I don't know. I don't know if they knew or didn't know, but uh but that that's I think that's exactly what happened. I think they that they, they tried to take control on January sixth, and. Even worse, how this ties into Mar-a-Lago, they have in they can do the stealth Twenty Fifth Amendment, but there's certain people that have to be alerted to it. Like there has to be a memo or something along that line sent out to certain people, including Chuck Grassley and other intelligence leaders, Uh, I don't know, I don't know the specifics because I don't really know my 25th amendment as well as I should, (laughs) which I might do that right after this, you know, maybe I should have done it before this, but, (laughs) so, anyway, uh, but that's what he was saying, like, that there had to have been some sort of memo or documentation of it for them to even believe that they could have done it without, you know, uh, in taking control without, those parameters being fulfilled, which is sending out a memo slash information to let certain people know. And so this guy believes that Donald Trump has that. He has those that memo, that documentation. And guess where it was? In Mar-a-Lago, in Mar-a-Lago. Which is why they broaden the scope of the the raid to Anything, pretty much anything, anything that was a paper during the entire, uh, (laughs) during the entire four years of the presidency was on that, uh, on the ability to be confiscated. And so they waited till the last day, the 90th day, and they didn't have a choice. They had to go in. And so that's why you saw what you saw. They had to go in, they had to get that documentation. They could not let it out that Mike Pence backstabbered uh Trump and and used the 25th amendment. Uh it didn't really matter much because you know right after that Biden came in anyway. But from a standpoint of them committing another coup, another coup. Like how many coups is that? I'm I've lost count of the coups. It's it's a lot of coups. It's a lot of coups. Just say that. <laughs> but uh I I thought that was amazing and he's right. Like I I that throwaway sentence, you know, I didn't make much of it at the time, but it's it's huge now. It makes a lot of sense, you know, from a standpoint of Mike Pence thinking that he had authority to do something like that. And so <laughs> it just shows you that there was planning. Again, there was planning going on there that they had planned to take the 25th, uh, take control no matter what that day. You know what I mean? And so, uh, which is amazing in and of itself. Um, but... A lot of these things were coordinated, you know, like the, um, you had uh, John Sullivan and uh, Ray Epps, both there, both FBI informants, working with the FBI. The FBI was helping, uh, you know, cover up the Hunter laptop, the, the journal, uh, Biden's uh, daughter's diary. They were operating the coup attempt with Pence, I guarantee you that was all coordinated. Those two things don't just happen separately. You know what I mean? Like like uh Pence doesn't just try to take control, you know, randomly unless he knew this stuff was was coming. They they had them all organized. The FBI did their part on the ground. He did his part on the on the other end, taking control through the twenty fifth amendment. Um and guess what? It was they they game plan a lot of this stuff and they said they game plan it and the uh the uh what what was that called? Uh let me look it up real quick because this is very important. This is they they I I don't know what it's what these people are stupid. Like they do the game plans and then they tell you they're game planning and then they do it and it's all the information is right right there. It's the oh the uh transition integrity project. Transition integrity project where they war gamed it like they wargamed the agenda 2030 um they they wargamed uh, operation lockstep with the with the virus um operation dark winter you can look into all that stuff but they they wargamed these things and, and they wargamed this too uh, and i guarantee you, n- none of their wargames had trump just letting it uh letting them take control again you know what i mean <laughs> they always thought he was going to do something. You can see that in the in the transition integrity project. I'm looking it up real quick to go into more detail for you. Give me one second. All right, so here, here you go. This is the um, from Judicial Watch Judicial Watchers website. They have the actual breakdown of of it was like a 32 page report or something that the transition integrity project did. I'll read you who they are real quick. Give me one second. Pulling it up, it says, uh, and this was done. In August 3rd, 2020, before January 6th and all the other stuff happened. So it says in June, June 2020, the Transition Integrity Project convened a bipartisan group of over 100 current and former senior government and campaign leaders and other experts in a series of 2020 election crisis scenario planning exercises. The results of all four tabletop exercises were alarming. We assess that a high degree of likelihood that the November elections will be marked by a chaotic legal and political landscape. Uh, We also assess that President Trump is likely to contest the result by both legal and extra-legal means in an attempt to hold onto power. Recent events, including the President's own unwillingness to commit to abiding by the results of the election, the Attorney General's Embrace, of the president's groundless electoral fraud claims and the unprecedented deployment of federal agents to put down left wing protests underscore the extreme links to which President Trump may be willing to go in order to stay in office. Yes, so they did, they did the a different uh, different types of table scenario of what Trump will do. Like I said, not one of them, I've read this thing, not one of them are. He's not going to do anything, <laughs> which is which is what happened. It, it, basically, he he let it happen, and then prove prove the fraud. We're at the point now where if you don't believe in fraud, I don't I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, you watch two thousand mules, you can see that the Wisconsin overturn <laughs> overturned the electors. Uh, I mean, there it it was rampant. It was everywhere. I mean, Biden even said it himself that he put together the biggest team of voter fraud in the history of the world. I mean, if the guy tells you he did it, I don't know. I don't know what else you need at this point. So (laughs) that's on you at this point. So uh, real quick, I'm going to go through this and pull out the part specifically um, related to what I was just talking about. Give me one second. All right. So this, this is kind of the, I'm going to Bear with me on this because this is a little bit long. I'm going to try to shorten as best I can, but I really kind of want to go into what they discussed for a narrow Biden victory. So they did four different uh, scenarios in this thing. And so, oh, crap. One second, one second, one second. (laughs) I blew it. Uh, The thing disappeared. All right, here we go. It's, uh, they did game one was ambiguous result game two was clear Biden victory game three was clear trump victory game four was narrow biden win so that's that's what happened so I'm gonna to go to that one um real quick for you guys this is the this is wild it's wild stuff so all right okay so the the I'm gonna read it to you as quick as I can it's a little long but i'm not, it's important remember this this took place in august 20. Twenty before the election and before uh, January sixth. So says the final scenario, explained a narrow Biden win where he leads with less than one percent of the popular vote the day after the election and is predicted to win two hundred seventy eight electoral votes. Fox News is among the major networks that called the election for Biden, which (laughs) happened, even though they shouldn't have, uh, knowing that you know that there was. So much fraud in Arizona that they've proven as fraud, but yet somehow they called it early It's because they did it on purpose. Okay, sorry, I'm digressing. So it says, uh, though the Trump campaign does not concede, setting up an intense competition that concludes with an uneasy and combative but ultimately successful transition. So turn one, the, the Trump campaign began the game by encouraging the state legislator in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan to certify a separate slate of electors in support of President Trump, which happened. Uh, Despite opposition from the Biden campaign and Democrats, both Michigan and Pennsylvania's legislator agreed to send two sets of electors in support of Trump. The Trump campaign engaged in a large and coordinated disinformation campaign primarily focused on the legitimacy of mail-in ballots. Uh, This campaign in the media... this campaign used the media to amplify stolen election and voter fraud narratives and launched noisy DOJ investigations into voter fraud. Attorney General Barr took, uh, also took action to stop ballot counting. Trump campaign surrogates released false information that Joe Biden had suffered a heart attack in, in an attempt to undermine perception of Biden's fitness to hold office. The Biden campaign quickly dispelled this information, but Facebook kept posts about the heart attack up. Despite all of these moves during the first week of the election, dice rolls confirmed that the Biden campaign maintained a narrow lead. The Trump campaign understood that its most effective strategy was not to create more doubt about the validity of the votes from Biden, but also to sow more chaos and disruption so that the Trump could position himself as the one only one capable of ensuring law and order. The Trump campaign stoked chaos and mayhem by urging poli- local police forces to break up Black Lives Matter and Biden protest demonstrations and encouraging alt-right boogaloo supporters to confront <laughs> liberal protesters. That, that didn't happen, but, um, but you can see that they had that, that in, in their mindset. They were definitely planning on, um, having a uh what do you call it uh, a dust up like they they wanted a confrontation because they were talking about creating it right there uh, the Biden campaign and framed uh, frame Trump's action as ugly and devices, engaging independents and moderate Republicans to speak out against this threat. Mitt Romney tried to convince Republican senators to support the Biden victory. After failing, first failing, Romney prevailed and convinced three GOP senators to recognize Biden as the president-elect. It, it, it's amazing to me that they just thought that that was going to happen, unless they knew... You know, that, uh, Romney was going to come out for, for people. And a lot of, a lot of them did, uh, including, uh, the guy from, uh, who was that Republican from Maryland? I'm drawing a blank, but he's, he's in here too. So I'll get to him one second. It says, as it, became evident that the Biden victory would be certified. Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell privately signaled to several Republicans that they could support Romney's cross-the-aisle effort, recognizing the moderate Republicans are more likely to prevail in 2022. (laughs) Which, again, right there, they're basically telling you that Mitch McConnell and and Romney are on their payroll. You know, that's amazing. (laughs) Uh, The Biden campaign... Organized massive protests across the country. A dice roll determined that uh, over four million Americans took the streets across the country to support in support of Biden, enabling his campaign to gain momentum in the battle for public opinion. Violent skirmishes and vandalism took place during these demonstrations. Uh, a critical moment in the gameplay was when the joy, the joint Jesus that, and this is the part that um that it most interests me. Uh, leaking that internal discussions had taken place about how to handle the escalating situation, including the consideration of resigning in protest of Trump's continued efforts to sow unrest. The leak indicated that the Joint Chief's committed commitment was to the Constitution rather than the president or a particular party. Once the Senate vote in agreement with the House or January 6th, the military made it clear that it was ready to support Biden as the newly inaugurated president on January 20th. <laughs> Since the election slipping away, right-wing media pursued particularly aggressive and provocative actions, including Infowars published a list of addresses, phone numbers, and other personal information of electors pledged to vote for Joe Biden. The announcement, including spurious claims, linking 88 of those electors to Soros and 14 to child sex trafficking. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh and others accused the Biden campaign of accepting help from China, a message picked up by the mainstream media and right-wing meme pages, which have a 340% greater reach than any other piece of content on Facebook saturated the online landscape and appeals to defend the constitution from enemies, both foreign and domestic. So pausing real, real quick right there. That is extremely specific about the, the George Soros thing and the sex trafficking. Like, like, how do they know that Alex Jones would come out with that specific stuff? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's extremely specific. So again, they knew these, uh, they have these guys, so they had these plans out there, you know, and so and, and not to mention the um the thing about the foreign and domestic right there really shows you that they were worried about cube posts because that's that was a cue saying the uh, follow the constitution and right before the election, there was a whole bunch of people online doing that like saying that they are going to defend the Constitution against enemies both foreign and domestic, and they put it in the game plan that they have to be on the lookout for that you know and so th- that stuff is extremely interesting, but to go back to the uh the part about the the joint chiefs that's that to me was where they had planned in their the the taking over of the military. Like they they that's what they wanted to do because they couldn't take chances that the military would do something, and so that's why they gave, they game planned for it, and I guarantee it's not in it doesn't say specifically Mike Pence took over the military, but that's what their game plan was so that Trump didn't have an avenue of stopping the steal, and it's all coming you know fruition type of thing it's all you can see the game plan for it and then it happened you know so. That to me was amazing stuff. It goes into talking about Trump moving on to do a Trump TV, which he hasn't done, but he did truth social. So that, I mean, that's pretty darn close. So they knew that was coming. Um, it's definitely, uh, I'm just checking to see if there's any other major things in there. Not really, not too much, but, um, uh, All that stuff is really specific, really interesting stuff. They even go on to have a whole uh, debate over whether Trumpism will be will survive a Trump loss, like MAGA. And a lot of them knew that MAGA was going to go on. Uh, (laughs) They were right. They were right. But again, they're game planning for MAGA as well in this in this in Transition Integrity Project. So all this stuff is really, you know, pretty amazing, amazing stuff. Um, But back to the uh, back to my main topic, which is the the, the turning of Pence. Uh, So. So he did that right. I'm like 100 percent confident that he did that. Um, The other the other thing was not only is he out there now campaigning for everybody that's going against Trump MAGA candidates, He also was in charge of the COVID response, which COVID has now come around, uh, where where, uh, Alex Jones said it would be, that the moment that, you know, these vaccines got so bad that they can't cover it up anymore, that they were going to turn on Trump and say it was Trump's fault. But guess who, guess what? Guess who is actually leading the vaccines and Operation Warp Speed? Take a wild guess. Yeah, that's right. It's Mike Pence. It was Mike. <laughs> and Mike Pence brought in Fauci and Deborah Burks. So, and Trump Trump's the one who brought in Scott Atlas, who talked about ivermectin and hydrochloroquine, and he brought in Fauci and Burks, who are the probably the two worst people on the planet Earth. And so and even now, like they're still like, yeah, get your boosters. I mean like I'm still watching boosters and vaccine like I don't know how many people have to get COVID, you know, before they realize that those things don't work. Like we're <laughs> if the mean, Fauci got Fauci got it, you know? And so at this point, for there to even be mandates or, you know, uh people losing their jobs or anything else along that lines. at this point. It, the fact that they're even just saying it, it just shows you how really owned they are by Pfizer. <laughs> and they're in a situation where they're in a bad spot because they've been telling people, Fox News and all these other channels have been telling people to get their vaccine over and over and over and over and over and over. And now they're in a spot where do they cover that they're bad, that they're not good? And that don't work, because they—if they do—they do, they have to tell you they've been lying to you for the past two years. So it's really kind of an interesting time, you know, from that regard. But thank goodness Fauci's gone. Fauci's the worst. And Fauci needs to be—I mean, I don't know if there's like there needs to be two wood chippers. So when he goes through the first wood chipper, he gets shot directly into the second wood chipper, because he's just maybe the worst human being in the history of the world. I mean, he's right up there. I mean, Hitler, I know, was really bad. Mao was really bad. Uh, he's probably below them, but he's 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 in the running. I mean, he's there, man. I mean, you know, all the stuff that he did—locking people down, keeping them from their families, keeping them from their dying loved ones then they didn't need to—you uh, know, forcing vaccinations, forcing lockdowns—that caused. I mean, it was like a massive jump in suicides of teenage girls and other and other, you know. Kids in general, um, you know, the, the vaccine that doesn't work, that's actually hurting people, that's harming their immune systems, crapping on things that actually did work, which right now in India, like there's there's a prescription for COVID is ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. The two things that Fauci crapped on to get you to take a vaccine that doesn't work, that he knew didn't work, by the way. I'm, I'm, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know, he knows. So, uh, all these people knowingly told people to take something that was never going to work. Uh, just, just awful, awful human being. And so he couldn't be gone faster, in my opinion, but being gone's not enough, to be honest with you. We'll, we'll see where it goes, and I'll leave it at that, but, um, thank goodness he's gone. Uh, but... Again, Mike Pence was part of that creation, and guess what? All the leaks over the the years before that all came from the, the Pence office, the Pence uh, administration. I guess whatever you want to call that. All those le- no one, wonder, so wonder leaks never got prosecuted by the FBI because they all came from the guy coordinated with the FBI, uh, Mike Pence. You know. So, I, anyway, I just wanted to get that stuff off my chest, get that out to you guys. I thought that was amazing stuff. This whole thing is really, like, uh, interesting stuff, you know. And I know I know, Trump knew it was coming, again, because he, he always knows these things are coming. But uh, they've now established precedent for raiding presidents' houses, you know. And so they've also established precedent for going in after people's archives, which, you know, that can turn around real quick and fair play on other precedents. Uh, It should be interesting to see how that all plays out. But uh, (laughs) anyway, I just wanted to share all that with y'all. I hope you like it. Uh, I'm going to come back with another episode soon about about how these things have all happened before in history. Um, Really interesting stuff in that regard uh, the things that have played out before. Um, so uh, I'll save, I'll save any info for that for another time. Y'all have a good one. Deuces.